Hey GM everyone, this is Clément from Comet and today I'm with Michael, Michael, because he's French, uh, he is General Manager US uh, for Ariane. Uh, so Michael, could you please uh, introduce yourself? Hey Clément, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, so I'm Michael, I'm French as you mentioned, grew up in um, close to Paris uh, and I've been in Brooklyn now for 14 years where I live with my wife and kids. And I'm uh, responsible for growth and for the U.S. at Ariane. Perfect. When did you uh, join the Ariane? So I call, the yeah, I've been following Ariane for a while um, because the founding team, um, Frédéric Montagnon, Pierre-Nicolas Hurstel, were in New York City. And that's how we met. So I've been following them for a while and I officially joined last year. Okay. Oh, so you're pretty new. yeah. Okay. So you're pretty new to the to the uh, company, and uh, uh, have you already been involved in the Web three industry before? In 2014, actually, I read a book about um, <laughs> I read a book about uh, how blockchain was going to impact our lives. And at the time, I was working in in the SaaS um, uh, in the HR information system um, space, and I was thinking about yeah how blockchain would impact our um, day to day life as employees. Um, yeah, and that's how I got uh, closer to, to the topic. Okay, perfect. So you have a pretty solid background, so we can go deeper in the, in the topic right now. Um, can you define uh, what the Web3 cultures mean to you? So that's, that's a broad question. Um, if we think of culture as a set of values, a set of habits uh, that a group of people have, here are my observations. In terms of values, I think um, some of the key values of the Web3 culture are openness, transparency, anonymity. Um, when it comes to habits, one thing that's important is how to onboard people on wallet usage, how to create a wallet, how to use it, and uh, most importantly, how to keep it safe. Uh, you know, care for your private keys and so on. And when I think of people, Web3 has offered the ability to organize around a topic um, like we've never seen before. And I see the emergence of micro communities, almost tribes like that um, organize around a product, around a brand. And I think this is really helpful. One thing I would ask you is like, is there, you know, we talk about Web3 web culture, should we talk about Web3 culture uh, in singular or plural? I believe that there are many Web3 cultures. Um, this is a valid point. Well, in my opinion, it's it's like um, uh, it's like in the music industry. You know, I've been working in the music industry uh, for like ten years, and yeah, there is like different. Uh, like several kind of uh, music styles, and um, and obviously uh, with the rise of uh, the, I mean, there they were the, the like the tech the tech guys, the nerdy guys who developed the blockchain, who uh, yeah, who make a real and significant impact in the the technological side. 
But then there are like all the people working in the NFT industry with uh, the so-called uh, NFT artists and um, the gaming now and all these uh, all these kind of uh, industries are creating a Web three culture. In my opinion, you cannot have like subcultures, but yeah, I mean, this is to me this is the Web three culture. Um, so, um, how uh, has the rise of uh, blockchain technology impacted traditional businesses and branding strategy? Because Ariane is working with, uh, m- I mean, most of the clients, most of uh, the people you're working in are traditional businesses, traditional companies. Mm-hmm. So, how does yep. the blockchain technology impact this? Yeah, that's a good question. So, overall, it's a new business tool that can be applied across the whole value chain from marketing, production, customer service. Um, and I'll talk specifically about marketing and about customer service, if you want. Um, on the marketing side, there is a paradigm shift in, in customer acquisition. So we've been used to the way, you know, I go online, I give my data away for free, um, and I'm being targeted by ads. And from a brand perspective, what it means is I'm collecting, I'm gathering a bunch of data, and then I'm messaging people. Um, with Web3, you flip this model on its head. You start by giving stuff away, giving data away in the form of a token or an NFT, and then you engage. Um, so it's kind of fixing the internet because you don't need to track people um, and um, intrude in their privacy anymore. And it's working well. Like, take um, YSL Beauty, for example. Last year, they've released their um, beauty blocks, 30,000 beauty blocks. And they've acquired 24,000 new fans, new followers um, that are, are now engaged in their, uh, you know, in their, it's, it's a new way also to tell your brand story and to engage your, your fan base. So that's for customer acquisition. Now, when it comes to service, um, there's also a huge impact on, the, on servicing your customers. So it makes it so much easier, for example, when you, 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 have, you buy a, um, a Breitling watch, you go to the store to get it serviced, you don't need to keep your, you know, the, physical, um, the physical warranty card. Um, you just have your digital twin or your digital product passport on your phone and you can get it serviced right away. So it makes it so much easier for as from a, the consumer standpoint, from a brand standpoint also, because the sharing of information is so much easier. And then when I'm logging, so I'm engaging with the brand, Breitling here, I was in, in the physical store. I can go also log in with my wallet online or in an immersive world. And having this engagement with a token in one wallet enables brands to um, think about merging those channels and enabling true uh, omni-channel strategy. Um, so I think there's a big impact. And it's, basically, Web3 is a tool. And it offers a new form of engagement with your fans, with your community that is decentralized and disintermediated. It goes straight from the brand to the end user. Okay. 
Um, and uh, if we go a bit deeper into uh, Ariane's uh, clients, um, so can you share some uh, examples of uh, well-known brands? I mean, disclosed one uh, you have launched project with. I mean, if you want to share like some uh, alpha news, you disc- <laughs> <laughs> feel free. No, what I'll say. Sure. What I'll say, so we're a consumer engagement platform and we help global brands engage. Well, we help global brands acquire new customers and serve them better via digital collectibles or NFTs. So we we have about 50 uh, brands that we work with. Some names our audience might uh, be familiar with. You have Breitling, L'Oreal with YSL Beauty, IWC and Panerai from Richmond Group, Montclair, Casino Group, Lacoste, uh, to name a few. So we've so far been really strong in luxury and fashion, um, and we're expanding to uh, new markets. And uh, how do you see um, these brands uh, um in, in, in this industry, how do you, do, do you see them evolving? Uh, I was at Ledger uh, Open, uh, Ledger Open in, can't remember, mm-hmm. December probably in Paris. And uh, yeah, there cool. were, jeez, um, uh, I can't remember his Partner name. of ours, by the way. Sorry? Partner of ours, by the way. Yeah, uh, <laughs> definitely. Um, the sons of Bernard Arnault. Um, so uh, it was Alexandre Arnault, if I'm correct, uh, who is uh, uh, the CEO of uh, uh, Tiffany. And uh, okay. uh, there is, in my opinion, a huge gap between what this kind of... Uh, people understand and uh, uh, can share from their perspective of the Web3 and how uh, Mm -hmm. the consumer perceive it. Uh, There is a huge gap between uh, the two sides, uh, in my opinion, because it's uh, the uh, Arnos family, and this is one of the wealthiest family in the world. They they manage huge businesses. Um, So they they have like a a business focus uh, mindset. But um, I think the Web3 is way different than... uh, just doing business. Uh, it's not another way of doing business. Um, so how do you see uh, yourself, uh, all these luxury brands involving into the Web3? Yeah, so what Web3 offers to those traditional businesses is uh, an opportunity to have a direct bond with their consumer that's orchestrated by a token. It's based on ownership. And how they use this bond is up to them and at the end of the day. I couldn't talk about Tiffany's. I don't know the the I don't know them enough. But I do know that some brands are leveraging this bond to create engagement, to co-create with their communities, to so um, to also let the community organize themselves. Um, and I think that's where, where Web3 and brands is going. And if you think about 
also from a you know if, if you on a on a time scale so far we've seen project of not all small in nature kind of pilots like and i think 2023 2024 we're going to see more and more brands going um, expanding these these pilots to um, to the majority of their their fans of their consumers there's a, it requires a big education you mentioned hey do they know what do they know and so on there there's a, a real education um, endeavor to be had here and some of the brands um, that we work with i'm thinking about group casino i'm thinking about breaking they've really uh, put a focus on on educating uh, around web3 what's a wallet how do i use it and so on and um, yeah, I know this is, it, it, it can be a tricky question uh, and I don't want to put yourself into a, a difficult position, but I, I like to ask tricky question. Uh, don't, don't you think like, um, because you, you talked about uh, Group Casino uh, for, the, mm -hmm. for our fellow Americans, uh, this is a uh, supermarket uh, brand uh, like, Like uh, targets, uh, yeah, and it's really French. Um, they launch a they launch a land on the metaverse, like others uh, supermarkets brands like uh, Carrefour, for example, or AXA did the same. But uh, they, it, it was just the wow effect, in my opinion, because we didn't see anything else uh, after that. Uh, they, they were like, yeah. We are, we are going into the web three and nothing else happened. Yeah. I disagree, actually. <laughs> I, think, I think they've done a, a ton. So, for example, I'm thinking about um, they, are, they have this sub brand called um, Leader Price. Um, and they've distributed to their most loyal customers an NFT that does have. Um, does have does offer you know potential in the, the sandbox you can play on the game and so on so it's the metaverse yes also this nft comes with utility in real life it comes with they have like a different sets of um of personas and if you have for example if you have the baker you have a, a discount on um on baking goods or if, if you have the delivery person you you can have you know your um your groceries shipped to you for free under a certain threshold so they, they do offer a ton of utility in real life in addition to their metaverse and if their metaverse is not you know it's not um, to your liking you'll still find utility when you shop okay uh okay this and is a sorry yeah, bring, please go on no no it brings a, a good a good um topic around like you know what kind of a what's in it for me when i have an nft when i'm a brand i'm issuing an nft what's in it for the consumer what are the utilities that you put behind it and that's one key element of success For a project in Web3. This is uh, okay. This is a valid uh, um, answer. Um, this is a valid answer. But in my opinion, like the, we can just still use like uh, you know um, 
um, cards um, for customer relationship management when you can track down all the data and still like, I mean, we still used to, to do that. Uh, obviously, uh, in the future, I'll, I hope there will be like more use cases uh, uh, on the blockchain and uh, on the metaverse. But uh, for now, if I'm asking my mom if she's interested into uh, acquiring an NFT or if I'm giving her an NFT uh, to uh, get uh, special discounts uh, with casino or I don't know, whatever, a leader price, um, I'm not sure she will she she will buy it <laughs> because she's like already um, she she's probably too old to be the, the 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 right target for for this kind of position. Um. So, how has the web to culture influenced the consumer behavior and the purchasing decisions? Um, so from a, from a consumer standpoint, um, you know, Web3 offers the potential to own something digital. And it has changed, I would say, three things. First thing is, I, we, talked about, we talked about the sandbox, right? I can, since, since I own the digital product passport of my item, I, it has a value outside of the walls of the, of the website that I'm visiting, right? So I can take this NFT and use it somewhere else. That's huge. Um, I can take my casino NFT and use it in the sandbox. Second, um, as I'm a holder of, a, you know, of an NFT, I can potentially influence the brands and be included in the brand strategy of creation process. Um, I'm, I own, for example, a Lacoste Underwater. Gave me the right to vote on the look and feel of, um, of their Emerge crocodiles. That's unique. That's, and and it's, uh, it can potentially, you could, you know, it's not too far-fetched to imagine that in a not-so-distant future, I could vote or I could influence the creative process of a brand. Nike is doing it with um, Swoosh. I, there's a contest right now. I think it's Air Force One or um, on, you know, you can design your own, yeah. your own shoe and get royalties out of it. And so I would call that a vertical engagement between me and the brand. There's also a, a dimension that's more horizontal between me and another fan of the brand. I'm thinking specifically here, IWC. So if they've released their diamond hand token, um, and if you have the IWC diamond hand token, you can engage. There's a token gated chat channel that you can engage with other fans of the brand and uh, you know share news, share uh, your day to day. And I would, I think that's another form of another thing that has changed is is the vertical. The horizontal, I'm sorry, engagement, basically creating a community around a product or around a brand. 
So uh, based on your uh, um, based on your answers, um, so what are the main pin points uh, the brands uh, uh, face when they uh, they launch a project on the blockchain? Um, so you, you've you've been part- partnering and working with several brands. Uh, what are their main uh, their main challenges? Yeah. So launch issuing an NFT at the end of the day is quite easy. You know, you can do it in 10 minutes uh, on OpenSea. Uh, doing it at scale is hard. And if you want to deploy at scale, there's really three things that you need. One is you need, oh, I would say even, well, first you need to make it super simple. Simplicity is key. You need to find the right partners and the solution that are easy to use. The user experience in Web3 is not yet on par with what we can find in Web2. Um, two is you need to be authentic in to your values, to your brand. Uh, you know, why do you even launch an NFT project in the first place? Um, what are, what's the objective and, you know, how do you make it authentic to your brand? Um, we... Another point, I would say three, you need to offer some real utility. We talked about that, you know, what's in it for me, not just, you don't launch an NFT just to be cool or just for a speculation. There's needs to tie into an overall strategy of true engagement. And I would say the last thing is uh, be patient, you know, um, take take time to find your audience, to build your audience. um, Because one of the challenges they have is they, to expect immediate results uh, and to sacrifice like long-term growth for immediate results. Uh, and based on that, uh, on, on that, um, uh, what, what is the the role of the community and uh, decentralization uh, about uh, shaping the future of uh, brand experiences? So you mentioned that for uh, Lacoste, uh, you can or, or Nike, you can. Uh, Uh, um, if you own the, the NFT, you can participate in the, the designing process. Uh, how do you see uh, th- this kind of uh, experience, um, the, the role of the, the uh, consumers uh, in the, the future process of, of the, the brand uh, um, yeah, positioning or um, development? Somehow it's going to have to be up to the brand. What's the space that you open for your community? Um, how centralized, decentralized do you want to be? Um, because think about Web3, it offers. So what, one thing that you could deploy at scale is personalization. If I'm logging in to a website with my wallet, there's the ability for the brand to offer a personalized experience based on the tokens that I have in my wallet while being respectful of my data privacy, by the way, because you don't need to necessarily know my email, name, phone number, where I live, and so on. You just know what I've done with the brand. My, you just need to understand my level of interaction with the brand um, represented by tokens in, in a wallet, and that's enough to offer a personalized experience. So that's huge for me as a, you know, for, for the community 
to expect uh, personalized experience at, at, at scale is, is, is almost never been done. Um, then for the brand, you, so we talked about Lacoste, there's an option to crowdsource innovation. Um, and the role is of, of the community is to say, like, hey, this is what I like, what I want, and uh, this is, you know, I want to put some time into it because it's my passion or because I, there's, I have something to gain from it. Um, and for the, the brands also, I'm thinking about an opportunity to contribute to a greener planet. The, having a digital product passport um, enables a product to be recycled easier, to be upcycled and create uh, goes in favor of a circular economy. Um, and the last thing I would say is it's be, the interoperability nature of NFTs makes it easier to launch partnership with other brands. Just need to show your ownership. Okay, so you value um, in uh, digital uh, identity in the future. You, you think it will be a matter uh, um, uh, I mean, the next big thing on the blockchain. Digital product passport, I think, will be. Okay. Yeah. Like the uh, okay, um, like the Gitcoin passport, for example, when you can plug in uh, a multiple type of uh, Web2 to Web3 uh, application and it creates, uh, yeah, a digital identity for you and uh, then grant you some kind of... Uh, um yeah digital score and you can uh, uh vote or have access to uh um i don't know website or applications yeah and not only by the way it could be access to physical events uh, access to uh you know community but uh, you know DAOs. who knows yeah definitely um, I got two last questions for you. Uh, the first one sure. is pretty easy. Uh, are you going to attend NFT Paris uh, uh, by the end of the month? Yes, we are as a company. I am not personally, oh, okay. but um, as a company, we'll be sponsoring the event. Um, our CEO is a is a chairman for the for the conference. Yes, uh, our board member. Sorry, so. Yeah, we'll be there. Okay, so Ariane is not paying for you to chill with all the guys at uh, <laughs> at NFT Paris. Okay, I will talk to them. No, thank you. I appreciate that. Anything you could do that would be appreciated. Yeah, perfect. No, <laughs> no I also have to talk to my also have to talk to my kids, telling me where why are you so so, so many times? Why why do you uh, leave so many times? Uh, to have uh, to have fun times and should not tell them that uh, in the future <laughs> it's for their their own good in the future. Okay, uh, no problem. Uh, and the last question, this this will be my last question. How do you see the Web three culture and the blockchain technology uh, evolving in the in the coming in the coming years, and what uh, impact uh, will it have on brands or people or the society. Mm -hmm. um, so all the disclaimers, right? Do your own research. I don't have a crystal ball and so on. <laughs> and that said... Always, um, always do your own research. Uh, but besides... <laughs> besides that, um, I, 
brands have realized how profound of an impact Web3 could have in their overall businesses. Um, so some of our clients have seen like claim rates of 100%, open rates on mess decentralized messages of 40%, uh, which is unheard of. And people are organizing and active and so on. And so the, the test, 2022, I think, was the year of like testing the water. The test was successful. And 2023, 2024 is going to be um, about finding scale, about releasing a program that can cater to you know, a mass audience. Um, and the, I mean, we see a lot of brands put um, digital collectibles at the center of their consumer engagement strategy and deploying, uh, having plans to deploy. So for a frame of reference, we've issued 1 million NFTs in 2022. And for 2023, we think, we, I mean, we already have in, you know, in the plans to uh, issue at least 10 million. So it's going to be, um, it's going to be about finding scale. And we talked about how you find scale already, you know, make it simple, provide utility, uh, educate. And uh, yeah, and I think there's a, Web3 has a bright future in front of it. This is the perfect uh, answer to, to end this podcast. Uh, thank you very much, Mikhail. Thank you for your time. Uh, wish you the, the best at Ariani. And I uh, hope to see you one day in, in Paris or whatever, in uh, any convention. Absolutely.